You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. Are you ready to blab with me? Grab a front row seat as I adventure through motherhood, build my career, and not lose my shit. This podcast is a place for women to come together and relate through the highs and lows of business and motherhood, keep it real, and learn some new business tips and tricks while inspiring each other to do the dang thing. So close your eyes and take a deep breath, mama. You found us. It might not always be pretty, but you can count on one thing. We are in this hot mess together. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. I am so excited about today's episode. As a pregnant CEO myself, I could not be more honored and excited to share this conversation that I had with Kylie Kelly, who helps women plan and fund their own maternity leave. She is hosting a summit on May 2nd through 5th that I am a speaker at talking all about how you can plan and fund your own maternity leave. And it is called the Pregnant CEO Summit. It is four days, 30 plus incredible speakers. Like this speaker lineup is chef's kiss. So great. Live sessions, bonus giveaways, Facebook community for support and connection. I mean, this summit is everything and I'm so excited to be part of it. And I cannot wait for you guys to get to know Kylie a little bit more in this episode. She's going to talk more about the summit, but I just wanted to make sure that you knew that this was coming up because I am so excited to be part of it. And you can find all the information in the show notes and you'll hear Kylie talk about it here in the episode. Even if you're not a pregnant CEO, this episode is so good. There's so much inspiration, so much knowledge and value just dropped by Kylie. So we're going to get into it here, but I'm going to kick things off with my highs and lows and we'll get going. Okay. So for my high for the week, I have to say Nora and I are really hitting a groove. Like we've just been really clicking lately and the tantrums have been really minimal. It feels like I'm just in this really easy, if I dare say, easy and smooth and like really good season of motherhood, like just in time for everything to change. (laughs) But, um, you know, I only have a few months left when it's just me and Nora. And so being in such a good place together right now has been feeling really, really good. And we've just been having like a lot of fun together, a lot of laughs and a lot of good, good days. So that's definitely been my high. My low for the week is that I've been really feeling like I have to do it all at once and like I'm heading into some major overwhelm, which is a little bit scary because, you know, I try to do everything I can to avoid the overwhelm and, you know, with this like ticking time bomb of life about to change hanging over my head, like three months doesn't seem like a lot of time. And so I'm in this mindset of like, I have to do everything right now, which isn't good. So I've decided that I'm going to put the podcast on hold while I'm on maternity leave instead of batching like three months worth of episodes ahead of time, which was what I was originally planning to do. But at this point, I'm just too tired. I just have too much going on. So against my better judgment, new episodes from the podcast will end in July and then they'll be returning in October which I'm having kind of a hard time with because I love the podcast so much, but I know it's the right thing to do because I don't want to hit burnout or overwhelm and, you know, heading into my third trimester, I'm pretty tired and I just don't want to take on too much. So 
We'll have new episodes of the podcast through July. And if you aren't already, make sure that you're following me on Instagram and on Facebook at Boss Ladies and Babies because I'll still be dropping content there even while I'm on maternity leave. Um, And make sure that you're on my email list as well because I will be sharing things through email, just not on the podcast, which is a hard, hard decision. But like I said, I know it's the right one. Now, we got to get into this episode. If you can't tell, I'm excited. I already told you I'm joined by Kylie Kelly, who is an Australian mama of two. She's a maternity leave coach and podcast host of This Mama Means Business, and she helps pregnant entrepreneurs plan and fund their own maternity leave through the pregnant CEO, empowering them to not only take leave with their new baby, but to return to a business that is thriving and profitable. Kylie loves doing life on her own terms, and she has an obsession with true crime and can't say no when asked if she wants a gin and tonic. So obviously, we hit it off. This woman is amazing, and I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. So we're going to get to that right after this quick break. Spring has sprung, and our homes aren't the only places that need some tidying up this time of year. This is around the time of year where the excitement of our big New Year's resolution goals are starting to wear off, and some of our ideas may have some cobwebs hanging around that could use a little dusting. Clutter might be piling up here and there, and we might be feeling like we could use a little pep in our step and a little tweak to our systems to help pull us and our businesses out of the winter rut. Don't worry, I've got you. I created a free Spring Clean Your Business Challenge that will get your business from a digital disaster to so fresh and so clean in just six days. Even better, each task will only take you about an hour to complete. The challenge is self-paced and runs the entire month of April, so snag your spot at the link in the show notes and get ready to do some serious spring cleaning. Sometimes all we need is a little accountability and support, and this six-day challenge was created centered around both of those things. Joining the challenge gets you into a private Facebook group with the other members of the challenge to share your wins, ask your questions, and make some new connections. At the end of the month, all attendees are invited to a Zoom party to meet face-to-face, celebrate our successes, and a chance for you to ask me all of your business questions, not just about spring cleaning, about business in general. So what are you waiting for? It's time to make your business sparkle. Join the free six-day Spring Clean Your Business Challenge at the link here in the show notes. It's time for this week's Boss Lady Business Spotlight. Meet the Sassy Mom Diaries, helping mompreneurs build a brand that aligns with their purpose and turns their message into custom wearable merchandise. Ready to get clear on your message and have walking billboards? Boss Ladies and Babies listeners receive a free 15-minute clarity call. Follow the Sassy Mom Diaries on Instagram at the Sassy Mom Diaries. Check them out on Facebook or head to the link in the show notes to book a discovery call. Hello, Kylie. Welcome to the Boss Ladies and Babies podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited for everyone to get to know you and hear about 
what you do and all of this knowledge that you have and inspiration and also this really big and exciting thing that you have coming up. So <laughs> let's go ahead and jump into it. Please tell us who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady, and let's get this party started. Oh, sounds good. Well, as you can probably tell from my accent, I live in Australia. Um, so I'm coming to you from another time zone at the moment, which is fun. But um, I have two boys. So I have a four-year-old Spencer and a one-year-old Sam. Um, so my boy mum, through and through, they keep me very busy. Life is full of monster trucks and adventure and mess and dirt. And it's, yeah, it's a whole experience. Any any um, mum mums of boys would be able to connect with that. Um, but I'm also a maternity leave coach. So I actually help um, self-employed women plan and fund their own maternity leave. So I'm really passionate about the fact that we shouldn't have to choose between owning a business, running a business and becoming a mother. I think that there's not much education in the space and there's not much help that's available. There wasn't when I had my boys. So that really prompted me to sort of start um, my business, which is the pregnancy. CEO and yeah just come alongside women and really help them have that kind of introduction to motherhood that we all deserve yeah definitely I love what you do I don't know anybody else who does what you do I mean there's so many people like that are in the space that I do where we talk about like you you can do business and you can do motherhood and you don't have to choose but when mm. you are pregnant and you know you're hearing these things you still have no idea how like nobody is really telling us how. And so that is what you do, which I think is so amazing. I wish that I would have known you when I was pregnant with my first daughter, because I was just winging it. Right. And that's kind of what inspired everything that I do because I was, you know, freaking out. Everybody knows that story, but (laughs) I think people need somebody that can come in and say like, yes, you can have both of these things. And I'm going to show you how to start preparing yourself for that. Like right now. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, like you said, there's just not enough education or actual like tangible tools out there. Like I remember when I was first, um, when I was pregnant with Spencer, so five years ago now, I was actually a wedding photographer. So I'd built up this wedding photography studio. I'd had it for a decade. Um, I fell pregnant. I told the world and my business just kind of bombed because no one thought that you know, they, well, they expected that you'd be taking leave. So they didn't book any weddings. And then my current clients freaked out. And then I thought that I didn't need to take leave because I loved what I did. I just pushed through and that's a whole story in itself, but I didn't have that experience that I imagined. And it was really challenging. And then, you know, and then Sam came along and I'd learned about, learned from all these mistakes and I kind of thought it'd be different, but then there were still other things that came up. And so I feel like I think anyone that creates something from nothing, it's always from your own personal experience, right? You kind of learn the hard way, go, okay, I'm going to make sure nobody else experiences it like this. Yeah, absolutely. And there's just, there's so many uncertainties and so many fears that come along with being pregnant anyway. And, Mm -hmm. you know, then you're, you're putting yourself out there in your business and you're finding people are like, meeting your biggest fear, which is maybe they won't take you as seriously, or they won't want to work with you anymore. And I mean, that's like a whole nother thing that is just horrible and should not be happening. So I think the more support that you can find as a mom and as a soon to be mom or as a pregnant woman, the better off you're going to be obviously with that support. Yeah, definitely. Um, And, you know, as we all know, anyone that's had or that's a mum already to at least one, that there's that huge shift, right? So when, you know, you're pregnant and you've never had a baby before and you're like, 
you have this identity as as a business owner and as a friend and as a as a partner and as a daughter and all of these things but then when you become a mum I found there was this huge identity shift that I wasn't prepared for either mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like a self-discovery process as well as discovering how to look after a little baby and still yeah still meet all the other responsibilities that we have in our lives which is huge I I definitely wasn't prepared for that myself me either and then every stage I feel like of motherhood like as your children grow you're kind of almost Mm -hmm. faced with that over and over again and I think you know having that time at the beginning when your baby is first born that you can give yourself that space that you need to kind of make that shift in your mindset, like you're still going to jump through these hoops and like continue to evolve and face these identity crises as you grow as a mother and as your children grow, but taking that time, like in your maternity leave at the beginning to really be able to take it in and, and be hit with that giant slap of reality that, you know, we can tell you about, but until you feel it, you don't realize Mm. how that identity crisis is really going to feel. I feel like maternity leave is so necessary to be able to, you know, be born as a mother and take, take Mm. that time for yourself. And so with maternity leave in general, I think it's obviously really scary to think about as an entrepreneur, because in our country here, maternity leave is not great in the corporate world in general. Mm -hmm. And then as an entrepreneur, obviously your maternity leave is completely reliant on you and Mm -hmm. and there's no one else. It's just you because you're running your business. So let's kind of talk about how someone can plan and fund their own maternity leave without sacrificing their business. Cause obviously we know how important it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's great. And, um, I totally agree. So the maternity leave you guys have is rubbish. (laughs) We're very lucky over here in Australia. We do get a lot more support, not enough, but more for sure. Um, So a lot of my clients are actually from the US because it is rubbish. Um, So this is such an important piece to kind of learn and and discover. And I think that as we've kind of already touched on, the importance of it is huge um, in, in the fact that just giving yourself that space, like you said, Megan, like to transition into this new person, into this new parent. Um, but also as well, I found, especially through my own experience, the first time around not taking that maternity leave, I thought I was okay until it got to like the six month or the 12 month mark. And then I started to feel really burnout. And then I started to really just not feel like myself. And I suffered a little bit through with um, postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression. And so that kind of all caught up with me because I wasn't looking after myself because I didn't have the space. So I just like to talk to any listeners that think that they might not need it and that are doing okay. And hey, you might not need it, but I'd love to encourage you to kind of think about having the flexibility there to take it if you'd like it. So putting some of the things we're going to talk about today in place so that at least if it comes to the point where you're like, oh my goodness, I do need to step back, even if it's just for a couple of weeks or a month or something to look after yourself, at least you've built that into your plan and you have that up your sleeve just in case. Yeah, definitely. It's better to have have it and not need it than not have it and be really <laughs> struggling. Yeah, definitely. So the first thing we need to kind of think about when we're thinking about taking maternity leave and planning to take it is how much, right? So everyone's situation is different. Everyone comes at this from a different place financially, where they are in their business, whether it's their first baby or their third baby or their fifth baby or like wherever they are. Um, So I think the first thing to really do is sit down and look at a look at your financials see um what you think that you'll be able to manage to to take so if you haven't got anything put aside a savings plan or anything like that put aside 
so far, that's okay. Like, don't worry too much about that. Um, but figure out how much you have been taking from a monthly perspective, how much revenue have you been generating on a monthly perspective? And because that's going to be kind of your benchmark for the maternity leave. So if you look at that and you go, yeah, I think I can probably manage to um, to match that. Maybe three months feels good or two months feels good or whatever you think you want to take. Um, and keeping in mind as well, it doesn't mean you have to be 100% out of your business. There's a whole range of what maternity leave could look like for you some women love to just unplug completely mm -hmm. and so we set up their their plans so that they can do that and they have the support built into the, their business and their plan to be able to actually totally unplug others like to still have the finger on their pulse so they might um you know schedule things out they might automate things but they might still be willing to jump on their social media a little bit or be checking their emails a couple of times a week or um so it's going to look different for everyone but i think the first step is to really sit down and think about you what do you want to take how much feels right for you um, and then like we said buffer in a little bit of extra time as a sort of adjusting case buffer mm -hmm. i love that and i i love that you know you're not saying like three months is the right amount of time or six months is the right time because, you know, I, it is so personal to each person. And with my first daughter, I took, I basically took a year off. I was really only doing real estate as my main source of income. And I was doing, you know, this podcast on the side just for fun. And I felt really good about just taking a year off and kind of like just doing my passion project for fun when I wanted to. Now with this baby that I have coming, I feel like I know I want to take time off, but I'm also terrified because now I have this business that requires so much of me to show up all the time. And I don't want to lose traction in my business. I don't want to slow down in my mm -hmm. business, but I also am aware of, you know, the capacity I'm going to have, first of all, to be able to even run my business as a brand new mom again, and just the time that I need to give myself and I deserve to give myself to be with my baby. So, mm. you know, when we're thinking about our maternity leave and the amount of time that we want to take and these fears come up about like, what's going to happen to my business, what advice would you give not only me, but anybody who is feeling stuck with that? Yeah, of course. And it's a great point because we all feel those fears in different ways. They they definitely come up in different ways for different people. But um, of course, we've spent years, time, our heart building these businesses, right? And it's scary. It's scary to think about unplugging or, or taking a break or, but, you know, it's kind of like the same thing. So you know how, you know how it's kind of this I don't know. It's all over social media at the moment when people take like a little break from Instagram. They're like, oh, I'm 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 off grid for a week, or I'm unplugging for a weekend, or I haven't done it yet. I, I probably should, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's all you know. It's a bit of a I don't know. It's a bit of an influencer trend, I'll say. But um, it's kind of the same thing because when they come back, what's really changed? Really, like, mm -hmm. really, has anything happened? Has the world caught on fire? Has you know? Are, are you okay? You know, everything's still there. So I kind of would like to just encourage you that, you know, yeah, it's scary hundred percent feel that fear, but just know that if you can put a plan in place so that you're still making money, you've automated some things out, you um, schedule things. So you're still showing up. Mm -hmm. um, you're actually going to be okay. Everything is still going to be fine. And we can, we can put these plans in place so that you can actually come back to a business that's still got momentum, that's still making money. Um, but it's on your own terms, right? Like we build these businesses to live life on our own terms, not to create a job for ourselves. So I'd, mm -hmm 
Yeah, I'd really encourage you and anyone listening that it is doable. Um, it's okay to feel the fear because we all feel it, but just know that it's not going to burn to the ground if you take leave. Yeah, I think that's such a good reminder. It's like, even if, you know, I don't show up on Instagram for a little while, like so many of us feel that like, oh my gosh, my business is crumbled when I come back. And then you come back and it's like, nobody even noticed I was gone. <laughs> okay, this I is know. great. <laughs> you know, and one thing that I'm trying to really do myself is I'm really big on being super transparent with my audience and, you know, mm-hmm. bringing people along on what I'm going through. And so for me, talking about the fact that I'm pregnant, talking about my plans for my maternity leave, not only makes me feel better because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, speaking it out loud and people are hearing it. It's help. It's helping to hold me accountable a little bit too, because now that I'm saying I'm doing this, like I have to let myself actually do this. But it's good communication with my audience so that when I do disappear, quote unquote, for however long I decide to, people understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think when you really build your business around who you are and, and let people see who you are, they're a lot more supportive of when things happen, maternity leave or any kind of life event where you have to step away. And so that's mm-hmm. one thing that I'm hoping will help my business when I do take this leave. But that's yeah, definitely, oh, definitely a scary, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I love that authentic piece. I feel like you're hundred percent right. It's, it's that, um, authenticity and just, just the letting people in on the journey, right. Just actually doing life together. And even if your clients aren't mums, like our audience is people still appreciate knowing what's going on and you'll find there's a lot more grace. There's a lot more flexibility and people are willing to wait until you're back. Um, I talk, I talk a lot with my clients about batching and scheduling things out in advance so that they can still be showing up, especially online, if they've got an online business, mm-hmm. when they're not actually physically in the business. But the same thing kind of goes for any of, of that marketing piece, like your email marketing, all of that. It's a really good idea to, to think in advance and to write all that stuff in advance so that it's still going out. And then if you have capacity, there's no reason why you can't do a little like, hey, this is what's really going on in my life Mm -hmm. at the moment, or jump on your Instagram stories or do an Instagram live or do a Zoom call with all your current clients and say, hey, meet my little one. Like it just depends on everyone's capacity and experience, right? It's it's such an unexpected thing for us as women, not knowing how the birth's gonna go, the labor's gonna go, not knowing um, what kind of baby we're gonna have on the, on the outside, whether they're gonna sleep well or whether we're gonna have a few challenges or breastfeeding, if we decide to breastfeed, if we decide to bottle feed, if there's, an, there's so much, right? There's so many uncertainties. So I think, if we can kind of do a plan where we are scheduling and automating stuff so that it's going out in our absence, at least then if we don't have capacity, we're still showing up automatically. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's still showing up for our audience. But if we do have capacity and we actually feel like that yearn to actually connect with people and, and to be there for our audience, then we're able to do that as well. Yeah, definitely. And that takes the pressure off of ourselves too, because then it's like, I know things are going to be okay. And if I want to show up, I can, but I don't have to, I, Mm. and, and maybe you're not going to want to, like one of my biggest fears is that I love what I do. I'm obsessed with what I do. I'm afraid that it's going to be hard for me to pull away. Now I say that Mm. now, you know, I could have a totally (laughs) different experience, but taking that pressure off of yourself makes it so that you can just be free to feel what you need to feel as you're transitioning into this new life, you know? Yeah. And I think too, for you, Megan, like having a, a child already, like I think mm-hmm. 
that was the biggest um, transition for me the second time around. It wasn't so much the identity piece. It was like, oh, how do I now manage having a toddler that's throwing tantrums and <laughs> have, has his own little challenges going on and a newborn that I'm trying to navigate? So that was an interesting um yeah challenge in the postpartum this time around so i think giving yourself the the grace to to have the time to deal with that um, will be really important especially this time for you perhaps <laughs> yes i am uh, yeah i'm pretty worried about what that's going to look like but i'm very thankful because this time my husband is able to take up to 12 weeks off of work which last time he had, I think he had two weeks and he had to really beg them to give him that. And wow. so now yeah. he has the uh, capability to take a full 12 weeks off, which is a long time. So I'm like, okay, we've got this. We're going to figure this out. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you guys will make a great team during that period as well. I feel like that's definitely the piece I was the most appreciated, you know, appreciative of was like Nick. So Nick, my husband, Nick, um, we're both self-employed. So he was at home as well. And, um, whilst he had to work more than I did, he, um, was, it was a ref, definitely like a bit of a tag team situation where he'd take Spencer and have some really nice quality time. And I'd have the quiet house and could catch up on a little bit of sleep with Sam if he was napping and think just things like that, that really, um, nourished my body in the postpartum, which was really good. So that's really great that he's got so long off. Yeah. Really yeah. Good. I'm excited about that. Definitely. So I've heard you talk about something called a baby sabbatical. So can you tell us what the difference is between a baby sabbatical and maternity leave? Yeah, of course. Um, so that's kind of something that I've termed um, to speak to those parents that don't want to take 100% out of their business. They don't want to unplug completely. So um, when I talk about a baby sabbatical, it is for those parents that might still want to keep their finger on the pulse, that still want to be um, overseeing the business a little bit, that actually might not want to take you know, a full maternity leave. Um, so often with those clients, they're looking at um, employing help, employing support if they don't have support already. So we work through like how to find a virtual assistant or how to outsource things, um, how to automate and schedule things, and then getting really clear on where their boundaries are going to be. Because as you can probably relate, if you're not unplugging completely from the business. It's really easy to slip back into working too much or, mm -hmm. or not looking after yourself if you don't have those clear boundaries in place. So anyone that is kind of only wanting to unplug partially during their leave period or when they take a baby sabbatical, I think it's really important just to have those clear boundaries and being like, okay, so I've got my virtual assistant looking after my inbox. They're going to sort it into these folders. I'm allowed to look at this, you know, urgent folder on Mondays and Fridays or nice. just on Wednesday during these periods or just being super clear mm -hmm. um, about the boundaries that you're setting. Um, social media, not so much. I find that with social media, especially if you're breastfeeding or things like that, we spend so many hours right on the couch or sitting, <laughs> feeding our baby. And I found that really, really beneficial to my social media game. So yeah. I think that's a little bit um, more flexible, but I think boundaries around client communication and actually actioning work um, is really important. Yeah. I love that idea. Give yourself a plan, you know, either way you're having a very clear plan of what to expect for yourself. And that's going to take away that overwhelm. And again, that pressure piece that is inevitable with everything that's going to be happening in your life. I love yeah, that. So much. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd love to throw out some ideas as well, Megan. I feel like one of the biggest fears women have when we start talking about this is from a financial perspective, because mm -hmm. 
I mean, that's how we put food on the table. I don't know how many listeners are the same, but for our family, I definitely bring in 50% of our our income as a family. So often it's that financial piece mm-hmm. that is the most stressful and causes the most overwhelm. And I'd just like to encourage anyone listening, um, obviously, as we talked about earlier, it's important to figure out what that benchmark is for your monthly revenue and how much you want to bring every mo- in every month. Um, but then get a little bit creative with some additional income generators, right? So some things that could actually give your business a bit of a cash injection leading up to maternity leave. So things like if you are a service provider, what digital product could you create? Could you create a guide or could you create something that might be a low price point, but you could email it out to your audience to create a little bit of extra cash? Could you create a workshop or a masterclass? Um, Is there something even that you might be passionate about that's a bit of a hobby or a bit of a a passion project for you that you could then create a paid offering around? So I've even had clients that are passionate about like gardening or like crocheting or like do this, these things in their, in their spare time and then created like a little workshop around it and it was like $19 but it went out and actually so many people were interested so they jumped on board and then they created a little bit more of a cash buffer um so just being a bit creative with some ideas that you can use to generate money I think often when we're talking about finances we come come to it from this like real masculine masculine place of like black and white and we need to action you know action this and it's really stressful and whereas if we can pull back a little bit and just use our creative spirit to think of other ways Mm -hmm. um often that can be really helpful even putting things up on etsy using other platforms like that other marketplaces um can be really helpful um yeah i just like to encourage anyone listening just to get try and get a bit creative with the ways that you can generate money i've even had clients um that pre-book things so they might be thinking when they come back from maternity leave they want to do a mastermind or they want to release a program they might not have even built the program yet but they'll do up a bit of a sales page and be like okay this is when it's starting you know grab your spot for a 50 percent deposit or something like that that they can sell leading up to their maternity leave have that bit of a cash injection and then know okay so when i come back this is what i'm working on Mm -hmm. um so it gives really good purpose and i think is really good to keep that um energy sort of that positive energy and that passion kind of flowing throughout your leave you know exactly what direction you're going in when you come back but it also provides a a good little cash injection um before you leave as well yeah and motivation when you come back too because if you have a rough postpartum and you know you you get into this mindset where it's it's going to be hard for you to get back into life and remembering your identity Mm -hmm. and all of those things i love that idea because it gives you something that, well, they paid 50%. So I have to do this. And that might be that little nudge that you need to get yourself over the hump and to kind of like start getting all cylinders rolling again and realize, you know, that, okay, I'm okay. I'm good. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I, I think that with my second experience with Sam, like we had a lovely, um, 12 week maternity leave with him. So again, I learned so much from the first experience. I was like, yep, this is really important to me. I'm going to take 12 weeks. Um, and it was beautiful. I absolutely loved everything about it, but I didn't put too much thinking into the, into the piece of what it would look like when I returned. And obviously the pandemic had hit and it was all like, you know, the world was crazy anyway, but, um, putting a little bit of thought into what you actually might want to do when you come back, I think is really helpful. Um, and yeah, it will give you just a little bit of, of purpose, a bit of motivation to get back into it. Even, even if you're easing yourself back into it, even if it's not at your full capacity yet, I think right. that's really, yeah, really important. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I also like, and wanted to touch on what you said about, you know, thinking outside of the box to bring in that income, because 
I know like for me personally, I'm kind of in this mindset of, okay, I have to make as much money as I possibly can before I go on maternity leave. And so I'm just going to be grinding all the time, like selling, 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 which I do not love selling anyway, but kind of having that shift in your mindset of, okay, I can also do something that I really enjoyed or have never done before and make money Mm -hmm. off of that, which could feel a little bit better maybe than just being stuck in this, like, I have to make sales kind of rut that, you know, we might be feeling getting ready for maternity leave. I really yeah, like Yeah, right. And and being pregnant, who wants to grind that much? Who wants yeah. to hustle that much, right? And everyone's pregnancies are different. Sometimes uh, you don't, yeah, you're exhausted. Some women have, you know, are sick the whole nine months. Like mm-hmm. you don't want that precious on yourself. So yeah, if you can definitely think outside the box and, and also think as well, if you do have an email list or if you have built a community, what could go out automatically while you're on leave? Like imagine doing a bit of a flash sale or um, a bit of a sales sequence that goes out to your list while your own leave and then you just get the notification that some money's coming to your account like how incredible would that be yeah absolutely i love all of that so much so how do you know when you're actually prepared for your leave like do you have a checklist that you offer or like a mental checklist that people can kind of run through and ask themselves some questions to feel better about things or how does that look yeah so i always encourage everyone to do a big brain dump. I feel like when we're coming up to something as big as this, when it is a big goal like this, it's important to get it all on paper. I'm a big paper and pen person. So if you saw my desk now, it's it's a mess with pen and paper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I encourage everyone to do a big brain dump. And then I always would love my clients and anyone listening that's wanting to do this, almost allocate your to-do list in your into your trimesters so do like four quadrants right and it's like okay first trimester i'm probably going to feel like rubbish and be really tired so what's some easy things that i can do that are going to still add to that maternity leave piece that i'm working on but that i can do from the couch while i'm watching netflix like what's some simple stuff so it might be things like updating some images on your website or you know posting on social or it might be just really kind of stuff that's been on your list for a while but you can do it without thinking too much and then the second trimester oh my gosh i said four quadrants i meant three <laughs> three oh, trimesters well, i mean technically <laughs> right the, the what are they called the fourth trimester <laughs> that's go. so true that's so true <laughs> oh mass was never my strong suit um <laughs> so then the second trimester i always encourage women like that's going to be your power trimester that's when you're normally feeling great generally speaking you have a bit of a burst of energy um so you're really going to get stuff done so anything that's on that to-do list that might be like writing copy or writing sales sequences or um doing anything big like that that's going to be what you focus on in that second trimester and then the third trimester is like you you wrap up so you want to be transitioning to start slowing down so things um you know like perhaps it's just getting your va on board so that they're all you know, in the know with what they're working on, or perhaps it's just wrapping up some blog posts or some social media scheduling or um, anything like that, that's kind of a little bit slower paced, not quite so intense as what you've just worked on Mm -hmm. for your third trimester. So I think it's really important rather than what we'd normally do and be like, okay, these are my goals and this is what I'm working on this month. And this is what I'm working on next month. I think it's really important to also work in line with the trimesters so that your energy is kind of, um, 
like you're working in line with your your body and your energy and like you said you're not pushing and grinding all pregnancy just to get to this place because we don't want you to do that and then have the, have your baby and then be so burnt out and so exhausted that you're like oh my god I really need leave not because of the baby but because I'm exhausted yeah. <laughs> so yeah I'd really encourage everyone to to go with that strategy so do your brain dump get everything out on paper that you'd need to be able to take leave and then sort it in line with the trimesters so you know what you're working on when and then it's just a matter of plucking things off as you go um, picking one every week that you're going to get done and then you know you'll be surprised at how much you can get done before the baby arrives yeah that's such a smart idea because i feel like without a plan like pregnancy can feel really long but it also goes by really really fast and when you're kind of just like in in anything in life but when you're just like flying by the seat of your pants, like blowing through the wind of your business, all of a sudden you're going to be in your third trimester and you have this giant list of things and you know, you're going to feel that sense of panic. So I think that's mm -hmm. just genius. Like get it out and make a plan. Like that is the key to anything. I feel like. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love it. Okay. So uh, I think we have covered so much. This has been so awesome. I mean, this is like, you just have so much knowledge. I do want to touch on the four questions that you talk about that you need to ask yourself as a pregnant business owner that always get forgotten. I, this has really piqued my interest because I'm like, what are these questions? Of course. I think we've kind of talked around a little of them already, but let's do a bit of a recap. So question okay. one, how much are you going to take? It's one thing to talk about wanting to take maternity leave. It's one thing to kind of envisage it, but like, let's get specific. How much are you going to take? What does that look like for you? So question number one, um, question number two, money. How are you going to make that work? What does your financials look like at the moment? Um, I'd encourage anyone when they're thinking about this as well, go through like your subscriptions, anything that you've signed up to that comes out monthly, any of those business expenses that you might not actually need when you're on maternity leave. So things like, you know, Canva pro or, um, anything that's like, what are you not going to be using? Like if you take a traditional maternity leave where you are hundred percent out, what don't you need? What can you cancel and then just start up again when you, when you jump back in? So, um, so yeah, question number two, money, how does that look like for you? What does that look like for you? Um, how are you going to make that work? What's some creative ideas that you can create some extra so you can start saving for this? Mm -hmm. Um, question number three, again, trimesters to do list, break it down, get it out of your head first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, what do you need to work on to be able to take leave? Um, and let's create a plan. And then the fourth question is all about support. And this is where you shine, Megan, because you've created an amazing community. So I feel like a lot of the time when we're working on goals this big, when we have um, created this business, we've got so much going on in our personal life, we're growing this baby, we're trying to keep up to date with appointments, we're so busy. Mm -hmm. I feel like we often forget to reach out to other people and then the baby comes and it's it can be quite an isolating experience. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd encourage you for that last question is like, okay, what support do you have around you right now? Do you have enough? Do you need to create or find some some more people that you can surround yourself with that have the, the same attitude and the same um, passions in life and this and that you can really resonate with and be open with them and ask them those questions right that we always google like you know is this color poo normal or like mm -hmm. whatever those questions are when the baby arrives that right. you can just um have those people around you because i feel like that is so important and it's something we kind of forget mm -hmm. um sometimes as well yeah awesome Gr great recap that is super helpful thank you so much so 
we have to talk about the big event you have coming up that I teased <laughs> at the beginning here when we introed you. So please tell everybody about the Pregnant CEO Summit. I'm so excited for this. Oh my goodness. So am I. We officially opened registration on, so it's on Monday. So the time of this recording, registration will be open when yes. you hear this. Um, so it's going to be incredible. So it's a four day summit. It's completely free to attend. We have 32 incredible speakers and they're all coming to teach exactly this, like how to plan and fund your maternity leave. So if you're already pregnant, if you're planning to add children to your family um, in the future, um, even if you've kind of had the baby and you might need some guidance on some business things, like there's so much value that's coming through the summit that I think it'll speak to a lot of people. So I'm really excited to just impact as many women as we can. I have a goal of a thousand. I have no idea whether that is realistic, but I'm putting it out into the universe and I want a thousand women there to really soak up all this knowledge so that they can transform this um, experience into motherhood because I've, I'm super passionate about it. So yes. it's going to be amazing. So yeah, 2nd to the 5th of May. I better include the dates for anyone that's wondering. 2nd to the 5th of May. It's all online. It's all virtual, all pre-recorded. So you can just tune in whatever time zone you're in, makeup free, you know, yoga pants, it's all welcomed. Um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And you're a speaker. I'm yes, excited. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about this and thousand people. Let's do it. We can make this goal happen. I think that this is just such an incredible event that you're putting on. The speaker lineup is amazing. Like my <laughs> mind is blown with how amazing these women are and how amazing you are for putting this all together and creating this all by yourself. So congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. That is a huge, huge task and it's going to be incredible. So I will drop all the info for that in the show notes. And if you have questions about it, you want to know more info, feel free to reach out to Kylie. You can also reach out to me since I'll be a speaker there. I'll be able to give you all the inside scoop. Um, mm -hmm. But this is going to be the summit that you want to be at this year. Do not miss oh, this. <laughs> so exciting. We're going to have so much fun. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Okay. So before we let you go, I have to get to my favorite segment of the show, which is our hot mess moment. Now life is full of hot messes and we like to share them on the show. So this is your opportunity to tell us about a time where you have been a total hot mess. So when you warned me that this question was coming like many listeners are oh like many guests i struggle to think of one right because i feel, i feel like sometimes my life is a hot mess you know one after the other um which makes it interesting but i thought i'd share actually an experience that i had when spencer was about six months old so we were traveling um interstate so my family lives in a different state than i do so we often were flying you know back and forward to see them and the flight had gone, everything had gone really well. And you know, when you're traveling with, with a six month old, you're kind of like, how is this going to go down? What the hell is going to happen? Like, is he going to scream? And you don't want to be that person on the plane. That's like, has the upset baby and that's annoying everyone. And I had so much anxiety around that, but everything was a dream. Flight went well, trip went well. We're sitting there about to disembark. And I just felt something like drip down my leg. You know what I'm getting at it, right? Um, it was warm. It was, uh, it just, I, I knew straight away what it was. And I kind of looked down and we had a blanket over his lap and he was like buckled into me. Like, you know, on planes, how they like seatbelt them. So they're attached to you. So he was buckled into me. So I looked under the blanket and I could just see his nappy had leaked and he had the most explosive poo oh, I have no. ever seen. I didn't even know a child could have this much inside of them. And it had like seeped out. It was all over. I was wearing white, great, great mum choice of here. Of course. <laughs> 
white jeans, right? So it like seeped all over my white jeans. He oh, was no. covered in it. I looked down and was like, um, said to my husband, like, oh my God, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Like, what do you do? What yeah. do you do? Like, yeah. you just got to roll with it. So we luckily had this blanket. So we let everybody else get off first. I unbuckled him, apologized to the hostess with this like disgusting belt that was like oh, in the gosh. middle of it all, yeah. right? Um, wrapped the blanket around us and I just kind of held him in this really awkward <laughs> position all the way back to the mother's room at the airport. And then he was fine because I could like strip him off, wipe him down, put a change of clothes on him and he was good. But I was like, I, I don't have clothes. Like, yeah, I didn't bring a change of pants yeah. in case this happens. Like, I didn't think about that. So, um, yeah, I had to like wear the blanket back. Luckily, we drove to the airport so like, we could just get back to the, to our own car. We didn't get a taxi or oh, anything. So, yeah. Oh my goodness, though. It was something that is imprinted in my brain. And it was one of those moments where I was really proud of how I reacted because it's like, what are you going to do? I think you, mm. at those places, you've kind of just got to roll with it, right? And be like, you know what? I'm covered in shit. Like, just, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It'll wash up. Let's just get home. Oh gosh. oh, gosh. So, yeah, anyone traveling, no matter what happens, you know, I, I may have had something worse happen. So, just yeah. remember. You know, yeah. screaming baby, at least you're not covered in poo. Right. You're like, I wish you would have just screamed the whole way instead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is so funny. Uh, yeah. Somebody oh. told me, like, always make sure you bring a change of clothes for yourself, too. But when I think of that, I think like a shirt. Like, I would never think oh. to bring a change of pants. In case right. I know. Of that. But now I'm like, hmm, okay, maybe I'll. Yeah. Hot tip. Hot tip going around. <laughs> have oh, something with you. you. Thank you for sharing that. That is that's brutal. <laughs> that is brutal. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you so much for joining today and everything that you've shared. I feel like this has been so helpful for myself and anybody who's pregnant listening right now. I just have loved everything we talked about. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Before we go, please tell everybody where they can find you, how they can support you, where they can find info on the summit, all of that. Yeah, of course. So um, Instagram is where I hang out. So I'm over at Kylie Kelly on Instagram, jump into my DMs. I love sending voice notes and I love connecting with people. I feel like that's where the magic of social is, right? It's behind the account where we actually can have conversations. So I'd love you to follow me over there. And yeah, the summit is where it's going to be. So it's just thepregnantceo.com. Um, but yeah, as Megan said, there'll be a link in the show notes, I'm sure. So jump on over. We'd love to see you there. Awesome. And then if somebody was wanting to work with you as a coach for their maternity leave, when is a good time for them to kind of start talking with you before they're pregnant or like, is it okay if they're already a few months in? How's that look? Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on everyone. Right. So I have clients that do get in touch as they're planning, um, as they sort of start trying. Um, it just depends on their personality and how prepared they like to be. Um, I was one of those people. I like to be really prepared. Mm -hmm. Whereas some women will be six months pregnant. Some women are even in their postpartum and are just not handling, um, the juggle, not having leave and, um, need some help finding VAs and things like that. So, whatever stage you're in, I'd love to help and support you where I can. So yeah, best places to reach out on Instagram and we can have a chat and, and go from there. Perfect. All right. Well, everybody make sure you go say hello to Kylie and give her some love. And until next time you've got this mamas stay bossy. Thank you for listening to boss ladies and babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate review and leave us some feedback. Make sure you follow us on social at boss ladies and babies. Join the conversation in our private Facebook group and check out everything we have to offer like community coaching, merch, and more at boss ladies and And until next time, stay bossy.